0: Period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough.
1: Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end.
2: Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win
1: in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta give it a hundred We gotta stop all the stunting You know we coming from nothing Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing We gotta do something different We gotta change how we living We gotta do better for women We gotta do better for children We gotta listen to victims Whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian It doesn't matter your religion You gotta stand against the system Or else you just another villain
2: How you just sitting there chilling? SOME OF MY REPUBLICAN FRIENDS WANT TO TAKE THE ECONOMY HOSTAGE. I GET IT. UNLESS I AGREE TO THEIR ECONOMIC PLANS. ALL OF YOU AT HOME SHOULD KNOW WHAT THOSE PLANS ARE. INSTEAD OF MAKING THE WEALTHY PAY THEIR FAIR SHARE, SOME REPUBLICANS, SOME REPUBLICANS WANT MEDICARE AND SOCIAL SECURITY to SUNSET. I'M NOT SAYING IT'S a MAJORITY. <laughs> LET ME GIVE YOU, ANYBODY WHO DOUBTS IT, CONTACT MY I'm not, politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be, we're we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. (laughs) Folks. Hello, everyone.
0: Uh, welcome to another episode of Jabari Voc Podcast. Um, I am your host, of course, uh, Jamar Jabari. Um, I am here with a special guest, someone who is always in my ear almost every single weekday morning. Um, talking about a lot of great topics, um, which is similar to things that I talk about here on this podcast, keeping it music, politics, and culture as always. But right now, we are on the politics part, in the culture part, actually. Um, that was a clip that I just showed. Uh, hello, Melinda Chan. How are you?
3: Hello, Jamar. Nice to be on with you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you guys talked about this guy, um, our president um, for right now,
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: earlier today. Um, and the State of the Union, um, as you guys said earlier, which I agree with, it's a lot of optimism going on um and even in that video clip which kind of sounded like we were in the UK for a second and there was like a whole lot of Tories just yelling which I think is actually healthy for politics I think yes. that that's the culture we should be doing um before we get to the whole Medicaid for med- Medicaid and Social Security part of that um what do you what do you think about the address as a whole
3: well first I'm gonna say, I'm with you, that I thought I had tuned in to watching the House of Commons in the UK because this was the most raucous State of the Union. And I've never used that word before to describe the State of the Union address, but we heard a lot of boo and claps and jeers. And that is not normally the decorum um, that happens when when you're at the State of the Union here in Capitol Hill, right? And usually it's very subdued and people just kind of clap politely. Um, so that was kind of a, a real change up, I think, in the feeling, the vibe um, that was displayed here in Washington. So I, I'm with you. I think that that is great because it, one, it, it was fun to watch. <laughs> Whoever says State of yeah. the Union is fun to watch. It was fun to watch. You're right. It was strange to see people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, shouting, you can read her lips. She was shouting liar. You can right. read um, the new speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy. He was at times, he was very polite. He didn't do what Nancy Pelosi did, you know, three years ago. Uh, no you know, extended <laughs> clap and no tearing of the papers. Um, but you the can read his lips. The love that. I, I know. <laughs> but he was definitely, you know, very polite. And he said, that's not true. That's not true. You can read his lips. So there was a lot of action, I guess, that way if you're mm-hmm. you're viewing this like a spectator sport. So I kind of appreciated that. Um, but overall, the speech was just a whole lot of platitudes. Um, it was right. everything. Um, it was everything I had anticipated it was going to be that he was going to um, not get into any particular roadmap of where this country is going, because that's supposed to be what you use the State of the Union for. Um, You're supposed to obviously say, this is what it looks like right now, and this is the direction I want to go. And I feel like Joe Biden really failed in delivering that roadmap, no plans of where the direction this country is going. I mean, we all know where we're at, but he gaslit all of us right? And told us not to believe our pocketbooks. He told us not to believe the prices that we're seeing for a dozen eggs that are, you know, north of $8 right. uh, along the Eastern seaboard. How are you going to lie to right. me and tell me that inflation is down? The economy is doing great. Who, who is you? How is this normal that we're paying $8 for a dozen eggs? So he just right. sat there and gaslit the whole country. So To me, it it was, you know, not that different than what I would say any any president of the United States does. They always they always gaslight us. They always tell us not to believe our own eyes, our own pocketbooks, our own experiences. But this time, at least it was fun because the lawmakers were acting like this is the UK. And I was just waiting for a shoe to fly across the camera.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. um, and, and, and like, just look at Margie Tara Green and that beautiful fur coat. Like, how corrupt is she right now on, on the level of corruption? Just uh, like she really, really thinks that she's like a freedom fire and stuff while just wearing stuff like that. So obscene! these rich people. those Guys, I'm a poor man. I'm from I'm from I'm a I'm a union guy. Those guys, everybody in there, they're rich. A lot of money a lot of money is There's in a here. lot of money does any of them represent us <laughs>
3: <laughs> no see i don't know about her corruption in particular i mean i'm not like you know, she's relatively new to congress so there's still right. a lot more to be learned about her i mean we know she's eccentric um i mean yeah. there i hate to admit that sometimes i have agreed with her but that's why i say i'm a mm-hmm. centrist right because i don't right. i don't I don't fall in line with any one party. So there have been times that I have agreed Mm -hmm. with her, which is, you know, I never would have imagined I would agree with somebody like her. Um, But in terms of Mm -hmm. corruption, I haven't seen yet, but she's also very new, right? So she's, she's very new at this. So we don't know yet what kind of corruption she will be involved in. But I think, um, in general, when you're talking about people in Congress, um, There are those few exceptions like her that she came out of the blue, you know, out of nowhere um, and and out of nowhere. So they they kind of represent like the normies, right? Like the normal people that got elected to office recently. So they haven't had a chance. They haven't had a real chance yet to really dig in the way somebody that's entrenched like Nancy Pelosi or Joe Joe Biden has been after decades in power. Yes. Yeah. They're decades in yeah. power yeah. and they got their hands real dirty with corporate America and getting their palms greased right. with their super PACs and what have you. So she's not quite there yet. So I would reserve, I put a pause button on calling her corrupt just yet. Crazy, sure. Corrupt, I, will. I don't know yet. I'll put a pause. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that she's really getting to her role. Like you like, I feel like she's like she's getting groomed to be like very, really big soon. Like yeah. how you know how Democrats. Wanted to groom uh Tulsi Gabber before Tulsi Gabber showed I speak my own mind. Um, so you would never know. So you're right. Maybe I am jumping the gun with her, but I already know that like what she wants for a Republican bill, um with with funding to go towards more war with China and also the border. I'm just like, dude, like you don't even want peace. You just want to reallocate where we're gonna fight at. Like
3: <laughs> well, I mean if you look at it that way um uh, i don't think there's um, any difference between the oh, two parties really yeah oh sorry we're we're cutting in and out but um if you look at it that right. way about what what she's backing it's it's a matter of okay the republicans want a war with china and the democrats want a war with russia are either one better because of it or for yeah. it i would say no because at the end of the day i think most people don't want war with anybody. So these two parties, I mean, it's really right. just, you know, two wings on the same bird. Um and and at right. When you count up all the dollars and who's donating where, it all goes back to the military-industrial complex and big corporations. So it's just a matter of which country you want war with. Um, and I don't think either party, you know, is is right or ethical in in trying to field war.
0: Right. I told one of my um my friends, actually you know you know them, uh Chris Graffa. Um Oh yes. I yeah, I, I've organized with Chris Graffa and um Danny Shaw used to be a part of our party but uh, he left um for about f- some years now. Um and I was talking about this with Chris Graffa and I was saying that um you know like these guys The Democrats are so much more dangerous when it comes to that realm of war than the Republicans are Um, because the Republicans, they'll start a war and everybody's like, oh, hell no, as they should be. But then the Democrats do it. And it's just like, well, it's because of this. Putin's evil, like he's crazy. And, And it's just it's hard to have a conversation with these people because. Um, That don't want to believe it. It's easy to have a conversation, a conversation with majority of Americans that are very skeptical of war. I'll put that out there. But for people that are hardcore with the Democratic Party, it's hard for them to see the light that I mean. The Democrats are a little bit more violent, in a way, if you want to look at how they run things. Obama started seven wars his last term. Bush only did two. And I'm not saying that's okay, but I'm saying that shows you what they could get away with.
3: (laughs) Well, look at, I mean, Obama, in his first year in office, literally within, I don't know, uh, the first nine months in office, I believe, is when they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize. And in those first nine months in office, he conducted, he approved 56 different drone strikes across the Middle East where you're killing whole families, right? We know that over 90%, it's something like 92 or 93%, something very obscene that the people that die in these drone strikes, 92, 93% of them are the wrong people, right? They're just collateral damage. And, And here's Barack Obama, a Democrat, you know, the hope and change guy. Um, talking about peace. Meanwhile, behind our backs, he's killing in our name. um, And 93% of those people are the incorrect people. And then we go and give him a million dollar check and a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, So if you have somebody like that representing your party, and that's what peace looks like, that's definitely not a party I want to be a part of. And you definitely don't speak for me. If that's what you're going to do, If you're going to you know, paint a rosy picture. Yeah, fine. He's the first minority president. president. He's young. He's got swagger. He's got a big smile, uh, got the beautiful family and all that. That was all veneer underneath it uh, was a man that if you look at the actual stats, um, it mm-hmm. was a man that represented a party that was all in favor of these drone strikes, all in favor of. Uh, I mean, I I guess there's no other way to describe it except like bloodlust it was it just sounds disgusting
0: yeah and you know obama literally got away with it because he's not a republican um and um, everybody knows that those drone strikes have killed innocent people but i don't hear anyone holding them accountable unless voices like you or Jamal Thomas um, Chris Graff, uh, Danny Shaw You don't hear anybody else Besides that uh, A media that's, you know The Russian bots <laughs> right, right, That are reminding Russian people collusion. <laughs> We're right, Russian we're all collusion <laughs> All of us And, you know, the tokenism with Obama uh, How the Democrat Party used him With, with uh, remanufacturing um Martin Luther King's dream Which Martin Luther King um, never said anything about wanting a black president, but apparently <laughs> that was a, a, a new thing that apparently he wanted. Um, I, I, we can't check with him because he's dead, but I'm pretty sure everything I wrote. I mean, I wrote everything he wrote about and everything we read about him. He's never mentioned. I want a black president <laughs> and I don't think
3: we think about race, honestly, except that he won. Right. I think he specifically, and because a lot of the stuff he said was written, you can see that he actually wanted race to not be the center of attention.
0: Right. Right. He wanted peace and equality for all. And that's it. But all it was just like, it's about being a black president. And like, no, it's not. And then you all, you see this tokenism get stronger and stronger and back to the, um, the, the state of the union, they brought, um, they brought uh Tyrese Nichols family there, and that pissed me off to the highest degree when I was watching that. And I just I like I don't know how how can people I mean I, I spoke to some friends that work at the job and they were not polite about it, so I, I'm happy that people are like, no, this isn't a good idea. Um, but just it's just shows how performative Biden is, um, and it's yeah. all just mirrors.
3: <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's it's performative because right now Tyree Nichols is is the hot cultural topic, right? Um, within right. the black community, at least. And we know that the black community is the one of the core bases for the Democrat Party, for Joe Biden's party. So inviting Tyree Nichols parents who are grieving right now, um is I look at it as a level of exploitation. Um, Like you said, Mm. a little bit of, of, if you look deeper, it's kind of the tokenism of saying, look, I brought this poor black family who just lost their child. They just buried their child a few days ago. Um, Look and you know, police brutality. But then he says, nothing about what he would do about it, any kind of police right. reforms, any kind of right. prison reform, nothing about justice, right? He just says, look, up in the stands, I brought a black family here. Right. And then people are like, oh, yay. yay!" And next to him, or his family, next to Tyree Nichols' family was Brandon mm-hmm. Say, um, the yep. young Asian man who wrestled the gun away from the Chinese New Year, the Lunar Celebration shooter. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yes, he's a hero. And the, he pointed that out. He didn't say much in the way of, you know, gun reform, but he at least said something about gun reform, right? Ban right. all, he said ban all automatic uh rifles or something to that effect. Uh, still platitudes, nothing serious. But you know, just talking points and Democrats stand up and, and clap. um yep. But there was no real plan, you know, no, no. reference to the constitution the second amendment no no, you know the fact that the literally the the second amendment does not define what kind of arms we can or cannot bear and unless you unless you literally go through the entire constitutional process and ratify by the constitution by adding an amendment
0: Mm -hmm.
3: there's really nothing you you can do about it
0: right right and 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 it's it's funny how he's able to comment on that, but he he's not able to comment on the police part because he wrote the car- the crime bill, and <laughs> we and we know that he wrote the crime bill, and people forget conveniently that he wrote the crime bill, but that's okay. And the whole thing with with, with, with the just the, the the shootings, the mass shootings and stuff, they know that there's ways of making this a better place. If you have to literally do like what Australia did, okay. I mean, as a socialist, I am pro-gun, but I am also pro-guns, making sure that they are educated, people know what they're using, um, and these firearms are locked up in a certain place that's adjacent. Um, There's other ways that we can talk about gun control. But the fact that it's always a rhetoric of repeating and repeating, (laughs) like, all I hear is repeating. I mean, I live in Connecticut where Sandy Hook happened, and yeah, I think we did a decent job, but they forgot the urban communities. We got gun violence every single day. Um, yeah. and our activists get no type of like uh news coverage because we're literally out there saying, Okay, we want to end the violence. No, the news coverage says, Oh, look, they don't care about the people shooting their own. No, we actually fucking do. <laughs> um it's just it's it's just ridiculous that there, there is, he shows me how out of touch he is, and especially with the welfare and the Social security as well too. Um, what was your thoughts on that, the welfare and social security?
3: well, he didn't he didn't say anything about it. He just yeah. he just said these guys, these Republican people, the ones with the R after their name, they want to mm-hmm. cut it. and that's when you saw Kevin McCarthy go, that's not true. Like his mouth, <laughs> you can read it. He's like, that's not true, and he made a face, like he tried to hold it because he knows the camera's on him, right? So he's right. sitting there, like, like a hostage, and his mouth was like, that's <laughs> not true, but his eyes, he was like, trying to hold it back, and Kamala Harris is like, yeah, they are, mm-hmm. yeah, they are, and he's like, that's not she true. another token, <laughs> yes. Then they pan the camera around to the room because the the Republicans are going. Ape shit over this, right? Because they all know it's not true, and Joe Biden right. is just maligning them because it's a great soundbite for you know MSNBC later or CNN later to say the yep. Republicans want to gut Social Security and blah blah. No, no, no. The yep. Republicans were not talking about gutting entitlement programs. They're talking about spending. That's what mm. the Republicans were talking about. They're talking about gutting and cutting up that spending bill, which president biden wants to continue to do he wants to not to gut it he wants to keep spending on stuff that isn't already written into law like social security nobody's talking Mm -hmm. about cutting social security what biden what he should have said which should have been the truth number one should have been that social security is not on the chopping block What we need, you know, we need to work together in a bipartisan way to figure out Mm -hmm. the 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 money that we're spending, not on entitlements. It's the other budgetary stuff like sending one hundred twenty billion dollars to Ukraine um, or, you know, obviously just overall cutting some of the the federal defense budget, the DOD budget, which is, you know, if you keep adding these um, additional things that we're sending, we're well over the $800 billion. I mean, you might as well go for the 1 trillion mark at this point. Right? right. So he's being dishonest and and disingenuous when he just tries to point the blame over there to that guy with the R next to his mm-hmm. name. Cause that was, that's just patently not true. Um, but I will say I agreed with him. It's a platitude talking point. There was no meat on these bones, but he, right. I agree with the sentiment of, you know, cutting drug prices, making insulin, you know, a flat. What did he say? Twenty-five or thirty-five dollars. I do agree yeah. with that. Me but too. give me a roadmap. Give me a roadmap. Right. What's your roadmap? How do you get there? Right. What are you right. gonna do? Are you gonna release the patents on all of this? Are you gonna allow Americans on Social Security, on Medicare, Medicaid, to buy from across the border in Mexico or in in Canada? Can we ship it? You know, from Europe. Open up. I mean, that that's where big pharma comes into play. And he will not touch that. He won't say that Mm -hmm. because big pharma, obviously, if the Grammys are funded by Pfizer, what do you think Pfizer is funding for the DNC? So he's not going to touch that. There are so many drugs that overseas there are uh, they are out of patent and we as Americans Mm -hmm. can get them for pennies on the dollar and we can't. Because there are federal regulations that basically would say that you and I are drug smugglers if we went across the border to Canada and literally, literally brought back something as innocuous as amoxicillin. We would be (laughs) drug smugglers if it was over 21 pills. So you better bring in 20 of penicillin. like (laughs) Like, this is crazy. He didn't give right. us a it roadmap, is. but he said he said the right things, but there was no roadmap. So when you when you and again, I've been covering this stuff for a very long time. So when mm-hmm. you hear a politician only speak in talking points and with platitudes, only using platitudes and they don't provide even a little bit of a roadmap, it means that there is nothing there. There's nothing there. Right. They don't they don't mean to do it because if they had a means to do it, they would have provided at least a little bit of detail and he didn't do that. He just said, "I'm going to get you cheaper medicine, old people." Okay, how?
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, my thing about Biden, a lot of people say, um, I remember Kyle Kulinski actually talked about this on Joe Rogan's podcast recently about Biden having failures. I don't think Biden is having failures. He already told his rich people that nothing's going to change. So, the Medicare for All bill that's going to go down the drain. The brief act. huh? no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> like this dude will hype it up. But, you know, just like you're saying, he doesn't have a plan. He's just going to say it because he wants to say it. And it's going to it look good, good to the Democrats. That's it. It sounds but
3: good. The for end the game
0: sound is, Right. The end, day, the end game is I'm going to screw you over. That's the end game. <laughs>
3: Right the end game is we're oh. not going to do anything. We're not doing anything. Right. that's that's what the ultimate outcome is going to be. I mean, he did talk about um passing the pro act, um which would have been the basically unionizing yep. um, agreement. But then' That'll be nice he in failed, way. but he but he <laughs> failed to mention that, His administration intervened in the rail strike. I mean, I brought that up during fault lines the other day where I was like, are you crazy? That was the soundbite that I chose (laughs) to play on the show because I was going, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. You're going to sit here and tell me you care about working people and that people should be able to have unions, put their unions together. Don't block the unions. But you just blocked the unions. You just blocked the train unions. Yep. Like, does yeah. this crazy old man not know or does he just not care that he actually did that? And he tried to literally pull the wool over our eyes and tell us that he cares about workers and cares about unions. When he just told all the train workers, literally before Christmas, he told the train workers, F all of you, get back to work. Y'all are going to be happy with one day off paid, shut up and get back on the train.
0: Yep yep now Manila I want to go uh, Manila I want to go into um, The sabotage actually with the Pipeline because I mm. was reading a little bit Of that and I think that's very Important to talk about yeah. Um, be- I see that we got a little bit more time So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Play this clip real quick for everyone to see Exactly what we're talking about This is from um, Rising Which I'm a big fan of, of uh, Brianna She's a she's dope.
3: A new revelation broke this week about what caused last year's explosion of Nord Stream gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Investigative journalist Seymour Hersh alleges the U.S. is behind the attacks. Writing in his substack, the White House ordered the strike as part of a covert operation carried out under NATO training exercises last summer.
0: According to Seymour, it was then that the U.S. divers planted the explosives that were remotely detonated three months later, disabling the pipelines. In his substack, Seymour Hersh writes that a spokesperson for the CIA vehemently denies this claim. So, I, I read the Substack uh, post. It was very long. Uh, it- I actually don't want to hear what he has to say because this <laughs> guy is skeptical as hell. So, it's my show, and I don't want to continue that clip right there. <laughs> I don't him. He's literally him. saying that Seymour has been wrong on certain things. So, that's why I don't really believe him yet. Dude!
2: He had
3: no.
0: <laughs> really? Dude, the guy? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's
3: going to criticize Seymour Hersh, who has a stellar track record, his whole like 70 years or whatever that he's not 70, maybe like 60 years that he's been reporting. Give me a break.
0: Right, right. No, no, exactly. What the hell happened? I know that a lot of us knew that the U.S. is involved, but no one expected this to come out. Like, could this be a big deal or is this going to get washed up?
3: Well, you know, our media, the American mainstream media is um, that's the most you're going to see out of it was on rising. Right. And that's not even broadcast on TV. That's a streaming show. Um, but the right. the majority of the mainstream media, the legacy media on TV, um, which most most um, viewers in America still use regular TV, um, they're never going to see that story. They're never going to know. Um, Seymour Hirsch. you know, with all due respect to him, he's, you know, what they would consider a thing of the past. He's a relic of the past, right? So nobody thinks that he's even publishing anything new because most people probably don't even know that he's still alive, right? That's right. number one. Um and then number two, the 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 way the administration has spun it to just categorically deny it again, gaslighting us and telling us not to believe, you know, two plus two equals four when you've heard Joe Biden over and over. Be like, I'm not gonna that pipeline's not gonna go on. And you've heard Victoria Newland. <laughs> Victoria Newland's like, it's just a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <Right>? tackle, tackle. <laughs> like okay. We're like, hmm, who done it? The Russians did it. They blew up their own 13 billion dollars because that's what people like to yeah. do, right? They just like to blow up their right. own 13 billion dollars. Um so again, they I think we've gotten to this place uh, of conditioning in the country, and I think Covid um pushed us over the edge, right? of of con- mind conditioning, mental conditioning, mm-hmm. that we have shut down critical thinking, and not everybody, but most of the country has shut down critical thinking to not see that one plus one plus one equals three. Because the government right. is telling us that equals nine. And we're like, OK, OK, I'm going to go <laughs> with that because we don't want to have to do the simple math. The simple math right. has been there. Who else would have done it? Who would benefit? I mean, when, when you do those murder mystery games or whatever, you have to think about motive. Who would have the best motive to right. blow up the pipeline? Why would it be the Russians? That makes zero sense whatsoever. And then you have these cast of evil characters, you know, like Anthony Blinken, you have Victoria Newland, you have Jake Sullivan. Yep. When you have people like that in the lineup, come on, they have guilty written all over their faces, and then they <laughs> open their mouths and they they tell us, they've told us that they're guilty. They've told us without actually saying the Fed face. That's Jake Sullivan's (laughs) got a fed face. Ned Price has got a fed face. Like they look, they look like like you can't, they're spooks. You can't trust them. But (laughs) but they they verbally told us, and then they're gonna tell us not to believe what we just watched them say, which is the worst part. So they are playing Americans for a bunch of fools. They think everybody is stupid and that. They think they can malign. I mean, what they can't malign Seymour Hirsch. That's the thing. Cy Hirsch is literally a journalistic legend. He has a stellar track right. record. Nothing has ever been proven false. there's there's nothing. So unless they're gonna come out with some magic, you know, oh, child porn because they do that too, because they can do that yeah. remotely and put it in your computer, right? and be like, oh, we don't want to take this guy down. oh, let's let's just plant some child porn in that guy's computer unless they're gonna yeah. say, Grandpa Seymour Hirsch is a child molester or whatever. There's no other way you can malign Seymour Hirsch. His reporting is stellar, stellar track record. And I believe every word that he wrote, um, and maybe some people are going to say, you know, that's my willing ignorance to believe because, oh, I'm a Russian bot or whatever. Uh, (laughs) But the facts are facts. It's been in front of us. We've heard the words coming from... All the the cast of characters, right? It's like all the Disney villains all in one. And in, in Joe Biden's cabinet, they've all said that they were gonna do something. Then we have a text message from Liz Truss to Antony Blinken to say it is done. What's done? What's done? What's done? <laughs> you texting your friend Antony to tell him you went shopping and bought new shoes? Like what? What's done?
0: Right. <laughs> so sus Um, uh, you know they're, they're, and we could go on and on there's a lot of things that are going to come up and stuff um so you know for people to my little viewers we're not going to stop talking about this i hope y'all know right season I'm four glad. is going to be packed with this information um so shout out to tommy nation because i'm gonna need some help tommy need some help tommy nation <laughs> but I i'm glad you so to see much. young
3: people like you Jamar, I'm really glad to see young people like you putting the word out there, talking to your communities, because I think it's the younger people like you that aren't getting hoodwinked by the people my age and older who grew up with Mm -hmm. legacy media. And we have been conditioned to trust legacy media, despite Mm -hmm. the obvious facts in front of us. It's young people like you who, well, I mean, let's face it, you know how to use the Internet because I'm still kind of boomery when it comes to some (laughs) stuff. But but, you know, you're native to the Internet and you guys know how to you're like super sleuths, right? Like that's how all these murders get solved. Um, these yeah. online sleuths because of your generation. So I appreciate I being invited that. on. Well, wow, yeah, we, it's all it's all, <laughs> it's all young people, all you <laughs> young people. It's all you young people solving like unsolved murders and stuff that police departments, if they put it on their um if they put out whatever, you know, like a cold case, it's all people like your age mm-hmm. that are like during COVID, they were bored and they solved some murders. That's amazing.
0: I need to look into that. I just learned something new.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So I I, I have hope that your generation, um, the Zoomer generation, as it were, that you guys are going to be the ones to um, spread real news because it's my generation that created fake news um, so I'm, you know, heartened by, by all independent little media like you.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Manila Chan for coming on. Um, Thank you this for was having me. Great. Yeah, this was actually great. And I hope people learn a lot. Um, you definitely dropped some knowledge that people should know about. Um, and if you love this show, um, and the content that we're bringing on, please like, share, subscribe. Um, I have a link are on my Twitter page and my and my IG page because I'm literally everywhere. People have been bothering me with like, what's your main platform? It's everything, people, because censorship nice. is bad. So if you know another podcast website that needs me to come on, I'm going to go on that too. You're going to see me every freaking where. They're not going to stop me at all.
3: <laughs> Do your thing, Jamar. So,
0: Yep, definitely, and thank you so much for coming on Manila Chan. It was great uh, chatting with you and uh, talking to you face to face. I'm definitely going to keep watching Fault Lines, best show on Earth on Rumble. I'm Rumbler's for life.
3: <laughs> thank you, Jamar. Good to see you. I hope I can come back on with you another time.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, and have a really good day And to everybody else, have a great night Plank
1: period, yeah I'm a black, brown, and indigenous Gotta holler if you really
2: feeling this Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other
1: rappers is delirious Yeah, it's really that serious Better holler if you really feeling me I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy We gonna win in the end Yeah, we gonna live in abundance I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy We gonna win in the end, yeah We gonna, we gonna, we gonna I gotta keep it a hundred We gotta stop all the stunting You know we coming from nothing Yo, you talking about money, you loving We gotta do something different We gotta change how we living We gotta do better for women We gotta do better for children We gotta listen to victims Whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian it doesn't matter your religion You gotta stand against the system Or rest you just another villain How you just sitting there chilling
0: Hey everyone If you like the content that you're hearing uh, Please support the show uh, We have subscriptions Up right now for a monthly Dollar a month or up to Whatever deletion you feel uh, Comfortable with And also you can hit my link bar Which is in Uh, the description of the show uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day.